You're listening to the Fueled by the Outdoors podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe, tell us what you think in the comment section, and leave us a review. I just hammered a good one. Dropped him. Asher. Never seen that deer before. It's a tough pill to swallow after having that deer at 18 yards. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Chris Leppert. Rick Cates couldn't be here today, and I am joined by Jake Bush. Jake, how you doing, dude? Good. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Appreciate hey. it. <laughs> thanks for having me on. <laughs> We're out here in the middle of nowhere. Just got done with a shed hunt, and uh, it was a pretty productive day. We turned out uh, turned up three antlers today. One pretty good one. What would you say that would score roughly? I would say as an eight, probably high 30s low 40s somewhere okay. right in there good mass yeah yeah real good mass on him a lot of good character too um so tell us a little bit about who you are what you do all that good stuff yep so jake bush uh i'm originally from southwestern new york i moved to ohio three years ago to chase big public land whitetails and uh been doing it ever since uh spent a ton of time out in the woods scout a lot basically all the time um, and yeah, just try to put the pieces together for season and try to be as efficient as possible when season rolls around. So that's why we're here today. We're doing that. Dude, that was so much fun. And the amount that I learned, like it was kind of a shed hunt turned into a scouting sesh, which I feel like that's pretty much what you're doing anyway, but, um, just kind of throwing me a bone here or there kind of helping me put together certain pieces of the puzzles with uh bedding and different stuff like that um you know which way they're they're coming out of their beds and how they're bedding and everything what they're looking for it, it was pretty interesting it's kind of neat to watch you pick hair out of a bed because i always wonder like how do you really how do you really know well now you know <laughs> oh yeah yeah the hair is uh the hair doesn't lie that's for sure yeah but yeah, it was a good day. I mean, this is kind of how I how I shed hunt. It's basically trying to find intel for the upcoming season. Um, you know, I'm not really counting numbers of antlers. I'm trying to just find targets. So generally I'm in areas that I've had decent success in or that I've already scouted. And I'm just trying to start the path of inventory for this year. Uh, you know, finding the shed today, that, that deer could he could jump up 20 or 30 inches and be a target pretty easy. You know, he's going to go from four to five years old. So that's a prime example. And, you know, we found a couple of his potential beds. We found a couple of his food sources, uh, the way that he navigates through some of these hollows, you know, staying off the tops of the ridges, staying out of the bottoms and kind of working the steep areas. Uh, you know, Nathan Killen talks about that a lot, but we saw it today firsthand. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's why we're here. Dude. That was, it was neat to kind of listen to you explain everything and everything. And then, I mean, I think we were here 30 minutes and we found a shed roughly. If that, yeah, if it that. was one of the fastest ones I think we've ever found. Yeah. But yeah, it was, and you, you got it first. So uh, props to you. Appreciate you laying that antler up there for me yesterday. <laughs> right, right <laughs> on top too. It's like, come on. <laughs> He's, this idiot's got to see this antler. Oh my gosh. Um, and then I think probably, I don't know, maybe another 30, 45 minutes or so. And we had that good one. And, um, and then we, it was a little while before we found the munched up one. 
that one, that was a stroke of luck. I happened to look down and there it is. Um, but still cool nonetheless. I mean, I think about all the times that I've walked through the woods, turkey hunting, mushroom hunting, deer hunting, and you never, like I never find sheds, hardly ever. When I do, I always get excited. And I, a couple times I've found matching sets, luckily, a few deadheads. Do you find many deadheads out here? Uh, not a whole lot of them, to be honest with you. It's like maybe less than five a spring. But okay. you know, that's if I find 50 antlers, I'm only finding 10% deadheads. So that's really not that many. Yeah, that's pretty good. That, I mean, that's kind of encouraging really yeah. when you're talking oh, yeah. about public land. So yeah, no doubt. So run us through a little bit of the breakdown of, you know, what your thought was coming into today, why you wanted to come to this location. Um, you know, just give us some insight as to why you wanted to come here and what you wanted us to do today. So this is an area that I've had really good inventory of bucks before, uh, you know, being down here for three years now, I've put eyes or had a good one on camera all three years so far. Uh, it's full of clear cuts. It's a really deep hollow that you can get pretty far away from the road. Uh, it's hard to access from the other side. It butts up against private on the one side of it and there's some private ag down on the main bottom uh, but it just you know it has a bunch of different terrain features that meet it has a lot of different just land features in general with you know, like the clear cuts the different oak trees the maple forest um, you know some really good creek bottoms some pine thickets it's got a little bit of everything and so it just holds deer year round you know it's it's one of those areas where I shed hunt it much different than I would hunt it we really targeted south facing slopes and points today and I would hunt it quite a bit different, but you just have to know that, hey, if these deer are in this area, they're probably gonna be on these south-facing slopes or east-facing slopes, trying to just hit the, the open hillsides and find food. Uh, it was a really bad acorn year, so we probably found less sheds than we would have if it was a good acorn year. I feel like a lot of the deer probably migrated out that normally stay here year-round. Uh, the, you know, it seems like maybe some of the older class bucks hung out here and just fed on the clear cut brows for the most part. But, but yeah, that was really the biggest reason was trying to get to a spot that I like and that I've had success in before and just validate the fact that there's a deer that I wanna chase there. And I feel like we did a pretty good job of that. Uh, there was one bigger deer that I was hoping we would find some antlers off. There, there's a good chance they're still in there somewhere, but we didn't have any luck. So he could either be dead or he could have migrated out. There's really no telling, but um, Camera, camera intel will kind of tell that story in a couple of months. Okay, I like it. I'll be, I'll be so jacked if you or your brother kill that deer. That'll be cool as hell. I'm hoping, I really hope I can get him on that deer. <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah, my brother found the same side of the deer that I found today last year and it was a year old, so he was two then. We didn't find his three-year-old set and now we've got his four-year-old right side. So we're building up a little bit of history with him. I like doing that on public land bucks. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's, it's harder to do, it seems like, because they get pushed around a little bit and there's a lot of good hunters out there that kill them. But when you can do that, it makes the storyline a little bit better. Absolutely. So you've killed, so you've been here since 2019. Yep. And your first year you killed, what was it, 186? Yeah, 186. And then low 40s. Yep. Uh, the year after that, 
and then and you were chasing a pretty good one though oh yeah i mean i showed you pictures i thought mid 70s you say a little bigger but i think it was <laughs> yeah he's, i think we're talking 80s he's a giant an 80s sure. buck a, a although that typical. was a velvet pick there was a velvet so, picture yeah but man typical i mean 22 23 inches wide <laughs> you know just a huge buck and then uh this year killed a good one too so it's been a good run yeah yeah, I'm hoping hoping you keep that string together, man. It's been kind of cool watching like the editing and shooting skills progress. And then, I mean, it seems like you've been a good deer hunter for a while, but when you want to get in. Now, had you filmed before that or was that your first year filming? Yeah, no, the second time I ever carried that camera was the day I killed that 186. Oh my God. Which, you know, it was blurry. If you, it it's, was, it's yeah. really blurry, but the storyline might kind of be there and... Uh, it was learning, you know, just like the hunting thing. You gotta just take the punches as they come and try to just evolve the best you can. Me and my buddy, I was telling you about, we have a running joke that you can't do, you can't have a nighttime thumbnail unless you're Jake Bush. You're the only person that can do it. Every time we have a nighttime deer photo, the photo or the videos just trash as far as views. And we were joking one day, I'm like, yeah, Jake Bush, <laughs> he's got all those nighttime photos, and he's doing all right, but his are slightly bigger than ours. Yeah, maybe, but... It uh, helps. Yeah, the the nighttime photos, it's... I don't know, man. I'm just an afternoon hunter, I guess. It's It always seems to work out that way for me. You know, I'll put time in in the mornings, and I just don't put it together very often, it seems, but nighttime clicks, so... Do you feel like it's tougher in the mornings? Yeah, I feel like... The situations I target would be more difficult in the mornings, but I'm sure there's situations out there that are easier. You know, it's all yeah. about, it's just like hunting the windward versus the leeward side of a mountain. Like everybody has their own way they do it and they probably all find success doing that. It's just whatever you tend to scout more, the way you tend to hunt more, obviously you're gonna have success that way. So yeah. something I've just evolved, you know, targeting that. And I feel like I have more success doing it, but I also focus my entire process around the afternoon sits. So yeah. that adds to it for sure. Absolutely. I always marvel at the guys that have like the work ethic or whatever you call it to like gut a deer, pack it full of ice and pose it to where they can have it ready for pictures the next day in the daylight. And I'm like, how are you, how okay. are you doing that? I'm worried about coyotes. You know, that's oh. like when, my, when, when I kill a really big one, like, you know, the two have been uh, gross spooners, and there's no way I'm leaving that thing in the woods. No. I would have to chain it up to a tree or something. Yeah. I mean, I just like... And it would be pretty rough to drag that out and oh, not yeah. pack it out. Yeah, especially, I mean, you saw what we were in today. <laughs> I mean, if you're up and over that saddle on the backside, there's no way you're dragging a deer out no. there. You'd be there until morning. Oh, yeah, you would easily might, might die back there. Yeah. There's no telling. Yeah, the old coyotes, man, they can... Oh. And it seems like in, that's the situation where it happens. Not when you kill the doe and left her there until the morning. It's when you kill the giant or, you know, whatever. And they find it. It's pretty frustrating. Just wanted to take a second to tell you about all our other content. 
you're on Facebook, head on over to the Fueled by the Outdoors Facebook page. We currently have over 18,000 members of people who love the outdoors, from the mobile hunter all the way to the hiking enthusiast. Come interact and talk all things outdoors with a robust community of people. Fan of product reviews, fishing, hunting videos? Go check out the Fueled by the Outdoors YouTube channel. If there's any topic or content you would like for us to cover, just send us a message. And if you like what you're seeing and hearing, then hit that join or subscribe button. We hope all our content fuels your passion for the outdoors. So you're going to be speaking a little bit at the, uh, the Mobile Hunters Expo that we're hosting. Um, kind of excited to let everybody else hear what I got to hear today. It'll be, I mean, they're kind of getting cheated a little bit because they don't get the visual. Maybe we can do a PowerPoint or something. No. Yeah, maybe we can come up with something. <laughs> we'll uh, come up with a little flick or something maybe, but yeah, uh, it'll be cool to have you speak down there and um, just be able to kind of spread your, your knowledge, really. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people that could benefit from it, even on private land that have, you know, 50, 100-acre farms, whatever, that... Um, you know, I've been doing the same thing over and over and, and kind of questioning why it's not working as consistently uh, as like a guy like yourself that's consistently killing great deer on public. Um, I feel like certain people might have good situations that they can put it in practice with um, on private. So it'll be kind of neat to, to help those guys out. And of course, all of our public land people that go tromping around like the rest of us and Battling the seed ticks, the grossness that is the Ohio tick hive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of good people there. I uh, know quite a few people that are going to be able to make it, so should be a really good time. Uh, Jacob's going to be there, and Greg's going to be there, and a couple guys that really get it done. And, you know, like, I don't claim to know it all by any means, but what I think I can offer is maybe one or two good good points that are just like light bulbs and you know that's what I look for when I listen to podcasts anymore yes you know like I'll listen to uh Nathan Killen or Johnny Stewart or Greg Litzinger or guys like that and and a lot of their podcasts I'm looking for like that one particular item that's gonna just nudge me in a different direction you know it's like oh light bulb you know I've seen this situation before but this is why I've seen that so, you know, maybe that is, is what we're going to see more than anything else is a couple just really good light bulb moments for everybody. That's, that's kind of the goal, right? Yes, that is the, it's fun to be on the receiving end of that light bulb, but when you see it turn on in somebody else's head and they're like, oh, you're like, oh my God, you know, that, it's awesome to see it on the other side. They're just kind of freaking out like, oh, why didn't I think of that? That's so simple yet not. So it'll be pretty fun. Um, well, dude, I had an absolute blast today. I stretched my legs out pretty good. Did you get a final tally on miles that we put in today? Ooh, I think it was like just over seven. I think we did. Okay. A little bit over seven miles today. So pretty good day. I mean, you know, that was by lunch. So yeah, yeah 7.5 miles. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. That's a solid day for, for going up and down some hills and and three sheds, that's good mileage per shed. I mean, that's that's hard to find. <laughs> that's kind of depressing to hear. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm telling you, normally it's like 10, 12 miles in antler this year, it seems like, without the acorn. What do you uh, feel like your best year was? Oh, I think my best year. Have you had like a burner where you just 
found them constantly? Yeah, I found, I've had a year where we got to 100. God. And that was a pretty good year. A uh, lot less mileage. I, was, I would say probably somewhere in the, pretty close to like one, a mile per shed. But that's in New York. You know, our deer population's a lot different and uh, Do you smaller have more deer? antlers. Oh yeah, we have t deer all over the place. It's a lot like Michigan. You drive through Michigan and there's deer everywhere, just not a ton of okay. mature deer. And I'm sure guys are cursing me out right now, but, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. down here, it seems like, you know, you walk in a holler, like, like what we were just in, do an eight mile loop and you might only cover five or six deer, like their core areas. And it might only be two or three bucks. So it's, you know, you're looking for a couple antlers as opposed to a hundred. And that makes a big difference. You aren't kidding. Wow. But it's nice when you find them, isn't it? Oh, dude. Good feeling. I was uh, pretty elated when I see, and it couldn't have been any more perfect. It's laying right there in the middle of a trail, and I'm like, kind of feel like I cheated on this one. <laughs> you, uh, you, the best part is you walk up to me, and you're like, oh, I found my first shot. I'm like, what are you, oh, you're not pumped up right now? I'm fired up for you. Where yeah. is this thing? Yeah. You're like, oh, it's a little one. You, It wasn't that bad. It's a nice shed. Yeah, I'm pretty jacked about it. Heck I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to try to think of something special to do with it just to kind of, display it or something maybe turn it into a knife or whatever i don't yeah. know yet yeah, that'd be pretty neat always awesome i mean that's a really cool thing you know the other the other thought i had um i don't know how sick you get into the turkeys i'm pretty pretty ate up with them i recently discovered a nail call have you heard of that no i haven't so you use a horseshoe nail and a piece of ceramic and you can i i've seen where guys will build like a little box like this big around and the bottom is like this it's hollow in the middle and then they drive the horseshoe nail in it and file it down at an angle and then just pop it on that ceramic gotcha. and it actually sounds really good and I saw some of them some people use an antler so yeah. I thought eh, that might not be a terrible idea but I don't know I'll figure out something cool to do with it probably give it to my little girl Cora's what'll end up happening I kept that turtle shell you found for the other one so she didn't get pissed off at me. Oh but, yeah, yep, picked up some trash, that was good. <laughs> We've got trash, antlers, turtle shells. A little bit of everything. Balloons, yep. there's freaking balloons everywhere. Everywhere, there's balloons all over the place. I don't place. know what, there's like a balloon pandemic going on. But we did find them all in the upper third on the leeward side. Is so. that uh. like, <laughs> he's got a point there. <laughs> hey, I don't, it's, I'm not gonna confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> that the balloon theory is correct. It's but. crazy because that is, I didn't even think of that. Like everywhere where we were walking. Finding sheds and like, beds. Yeah. That's where the freaking balloons were. Yeah. You're like, God, stop tossing balloons into the air. <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate you coming on and even more. Uh, really appreciate you having me out here and uh, kind of showing me a little bit on what you do as far as, you know, targeting deer and looking for sheds and beds and all that um we'll have to have you on at some point again in the summer and talk a little bit about summer scouting and trail cams and all that and uh hopefully be talking to you a little bit at the expo when we get some time hopefully we'll have hopefully we won't have downtime until night night time yeah. but we'll be able to uh i guess i haven't told you this part yet backcountry hunters and anglers mm -hmm. um they're talking about sponsoring like a pint night type deal for the film festival Saturday night so nice. that could be a pretty awesome chance to just sit down and be after a long day but uh 
we got to figure a lot of that stuff out still. That's going to be, I think that'll probably be the biggest undertaking we have. Oh yeah, no doubt. Trying, like, I don't know how many people are going to get on, in on it. And the, it got a lot of attention on some of the pages I put it on and, um, it kind of worried me a little bit because they're like, well, what are you going to like have 10 hours of film there? And I'm like, Ooh, good point. Now I got to review all this footage and just now I got to be the guy or we or whoever, somebody's got to be the bad guy and say, this is good enough. This, is, you know, whatever. And come up with a, a final, you know, whatever. I think, I don't know what Badlands does at the ATA. I think they're somewhere around like close to two hours, maybe something like that. We might do like an hour, hour and a half whatever i don't know what we'll see what gets turned in yeah we might have a bunch of good stuff turned in for all we know it'll be pretty cool though well dude i appreciate you coming on and uh i'll turn you loose so you can get back to the wife and the kid and i'll do the same and maybe they can love us a little bit yeah sounds good man <laughs> thanks for having me and uh if you guys have any questions for a future podcast just shoot chris or myself some messages on either instagram or facebook or something and uh we'll try to put something together yeah, by the way, uh, mention your YouTube channel for everybody that isn't aware. Yep, so the YouTube is Legends of the Hunt. I've got, I believe, five public land films on there now. Um, and then Instagram is Jake underscore Bush underscore Solo. And then you can find me on Facebook at Jake Bush. All right. Well, dude, thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in today. And uh, we'll catch you at the next one. See you guys. <laughs>